What's going on, everybody? Welcome to our episode three discussion for HBO's The Last of Us. Oh boy, if uh, if you haven't seen this one yet, you may just want to take a step back, go watch it, bookmark this, come back, uh, and and be a part of the the discussion in that way. But uh, a heavy episode here, um, one that is critically acclaimed acclaimed across the board. We're going to get into some of those details here, our opinions on the series, on this episode, and where we think it's going from here. I'm Josiah Leroy, as always, with me today, John. It's happening. Baba Yaga, it's taken off. It's taken off. <laughs> that one person. That one person. That, no, that person's name was Baba Yaga. They want to be me. That's right. You have a, a I have an imposter out there. Did you block him? Report no. Him? No. I, 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 before no, you fight him? I sent him my address. No. <laughs> Guys, instead of his government ID. Baba Yaga meetup. Give me some Game Pass. Yes. Oh. Yes. All right. Who do we got tonight, Tim? Coffee, Tim? Water, Tim? What's going on? Sake, Tim. Oh. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry, I'm, right. I'm quarantined. I can't go get sake. Uh. Can, yeah, I can open my door. You can squirt it at me from 10 feet away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no thanks. Also, let's <laughs> take it out of context. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see this clip on TikTok. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. you're Mr. Gonna... John, stop. <laughs> JT, John Toronto, joining us for the first time. JT, how you doing, bud? I'm good. I'm good. Just got the little Hogwarts hoodie going for our good old Hogwarts legacy coming in a week that John reminded me of 15 minutes ago. So I'm 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 ready. What's up, boys? Ten days away, I think. Um, right, February 10th. Right. Yep. 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 Cool. Good stuff. I hope that game does does well. I hope it is very good and worth the wait. Thanks. But we're gonna talk video games on a different show today. We're talking about a video game show which is, of course, HBO's The Last of Us. We'll give our spoiler-free impressions here for just the first few minutes of this, and then we'll, we'll circle around and go and really take a deep dive into all the details of this episode. Uh, thanks for tuning in live at twitch.tv slash thegeekiverse, facebook.com slash thegeekiverse, and youtube.com slash thegeekiverse. Also, uh, you can enjoy this on podcast services around the globe if you'd rather listen to it. So, fellas, I don't even know where to begin. John, uh, first uh, impressions, spoiler free. Before we dive in, man, what a like you said at the top, man, what a what a heavy episode, um, beautiful episode, man. Like it is, it was beautiful, it was devastating, but I think just way more emotionally impactful than I expected an episode about Bill to be. You know, when we we see Nick Offerman cast as Bill, and we we know we know he's going to be in the show, and all four of us having played the game, like we don't think it's going to go this way. We don't think we're going to get a uh, full on episode love story that just takes place in the middle of the apocalypse. Um, like I said, man, be- beautiful, bizarre, hopeful, hopeful. This reminded me of the time when Mando hijacked the Book of Boba Fett almost. Yeah, for sure. Like- this you know what this has this did way more for the story than that did for boba fett for sure like this you know we we get we get a good amount of development for the world and for even for our main characters they have some appearances throughout the throughout the episode so don't don't bring it down to that level (laughs) tim impressions on the episode kind of speechless when uh when the whole thing after it was over i was kind of like one of those things where i was like contemplating life um very deep i feel like you get a lot of a lot of other stuff in the episode and, and that whole context of what you see that just gives you a lot more of the world building and a lot more behind, you know, life during all of this. And, you know, 
you kind of get to see someone's story and how their own story. And then you kind of like what I did in my head is I looked at what their story was, how it was so different than what Joel and Ellie's story was that we know throughout the, the game and how different they are. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what I compared the two to when I was watching this and kind of, you know, put a lot of thought into. And if I'm being honest here, it was so well done. And I, I you know, it kind of broke me in a way because it was just so emotional. All it did is scared the shit out of me for what's going to happen in the future with Ellie and Joel, because obviously we all know what's going to happen. And I literally don't think I'm going to be able to handle I mean, I'm, I'm in trouble. I, I don't know. I don't know if Dude. whatever is going to happen is going to be more emotionally impactful than that. I, I think that we, we're, we're, we're I'm in episode three here, but I honestly think this might be the not high point because that sounds like you know the rest of the series won't be good or whatever like that but i think this might be the best and most emotionally exhausting episode we're going to get again we got plenty of plenty of episodes left and you know we know where the story goes but i i think this might be uh might be some of the heaviest stuff we're going to see i mean we'll we'll get into more details but i think there's a lot of oh never mind could rival this <laughs> i just thought about something that i completely forgot about that happens in the middle of the game but i'm like oh dang it never mind <laughs> so people that play the game i'm thinking about a character named henry and i'm thinking about sam um yep that's and exactly what i've been thinking about this entire al- time also ellie's if if you played the dlc for last of us oh my god i forgot yep. we're getting left behind there, we're getting riley yes that's where i thought this episode was going because it was really, really built up. And we'll get to that in a sec. JT, we haven't had you on the show yet. If you want to give your impressions of this episode, but maybe also where you've, what you've thought about the first two episodes in a nutshell too, because I think they kind of correlate, but elaborate wherever you want. The, the stage yeah. is yours here. Yeah, so I'll, I mean, I'll kind of combine the first two, right? I mean, it, it, I'm sure you guys talked about it in a couple episodes. I watched you on Twitch or whatever, but you know, it, it, they're so good at just showing the game right and the biggest thing before we got got on this uh podcast here like i was telling john for me this is the perfect opportunity for people that don't ever play a video game to learn a, an amazing story right so someone like my mom who i uh, she literally is, besides touching it to tell me i can't play it anymore kid has never touched a control right so she will never get to know a story like this or other stories there that these great games that we love and and she she's one of the people that that cried like crazy for today's episode, right? And is really into the, I guess the story, the narrative that that they're building through the th- first three episodes. But for me, episode three was, just, I mean, it was peak television, right? It, it was real. It was real. It really hit home. Um, you know, we'll get into the details of why I really think that, but I, I, they're they're absolutely crushing it. And we all love The Last of Us. All four of us love it. Anybody who's played the game can't tell me. That. Right, I don't know what you say. They're they're doing better, <laughs> which I never thought was possible, in my opinion. Right, and uh, you know I, I'm I'm excited for for the other craziness and the crying I do. You can't. It was just peak. It really was. Yeah, well said, JT. Um, I think now is a good time because there's a lot we want to get to. Let's dive into some of the spoilers on this. So if if that matters to you. Pause it right now and, and come back to this. But uh, man, Nick Offerman, big fan. How do how do you not enjoy him across his his legacy of work in TV and movies? Just another another layer, another level for him. Uh, and then someone I was not so familiar with in Murray Bartlett, who who played Frank in this. Uh, but the the story of Bill and Frank, we just to to sum it up to to people who have not played the game. 
uh, in The Last of Us for PlayStation, we we meet Bill. We don't see Frank, but we we get told a little bit of their their background. We get some through dialogue. We get some through journals. This was was and there was a definitive end in the game to what actually happened. Uh, the show veers course and, and takes it in a different direction. And uh, as Neil Druckmann said, uh, to paraphrase, basically, if it if it made the the series or the the story better, that's when they decided to expand on things. And in this case, um, it made sense to to tell the story that they wanted to tell and dedicate an episode to it. So to really have this aside for the vast majority of the episode and, and tell a different story between Bill and Frank than what we got in the last of us video game, it, it, it wouldn't have worked in the video game. Joel and Ellie are the focus. They, they had to be, but in the TV series, when you can take a, a pause, it, it works. So to, to see what we got there, even the, the early, uh, kind of minutes of Bill as soon as the pandemic hits, how he hides underground and uh, he kind of builds up his bunker. He goes to the liquor store. He's having a blast. He kind of likes the idea of isolation. I think all of that uh, was absolutely awesome. It was fun. It brought some light to a really, really dark show. Um, but I, I could get all over the, the board with this. I know we're going to get into some of John's notes as well. Um, John, kind of take it away here. Where, what direction we want to go here? Yeah, so I, I just want to uh, hop on to something you mentioned is that like it's a different it's a different way of telling the story that we got from Bill and Frank from the game, right? But it's not even just different in the in you know the path we get there. Uh, so far in this show, they've deviated just kind of ways of doing things just because it made more sense for the narrative, or it's just been additive. They completely changed the the destination for these characters, right? Like. Bill's story in the Last of Us game is a depressing and it is a downer and it is it is hopeless. It it is it is it is someone who has lost everything and we we see that moment uh, in the game. You, you Frank kills himself. We don't see that happen, but we we discover his body, right? So and we we watch Bill discover that for the first time. They had been you know broken up. You find a letter. You realize that they have been going through some issues. Frank wanted more and he left, and that was the the situation in the game. And he ends up getting infected and he kills himself, right? And we watch Bill discover that body. That it doesn't get more hopeless than that. It doesn't get more apocalypse and you know dreary than that. This this story was so hopeful. Like this was like I listened to the after the episode podcast and Neil put it perfectly. They had a happy ending. Sure, we didn't want to see it go that way. It's something that like you're you're begging it to not go that way because it's you know it's it's devastating and you know we're gonna get there of course and to see them take their lives like that. But it's an absolute win for these characters to be able to live a life like that for however many years. What is it? You know at least seven, eight, ten years. I mean, crazy. So to, to see a variation like that and to see a story actually pan out and be so, you know, honestly bright in this story is is, is interesting. Um, but yeah, you took my first note right off the bat. You couldn't pull this off in the game. Like you said, you can't, you can't go away from the main characters. You're controlling them. You're controlling Joel. You can't spend an hour and 20 minutes with Frank and figure out a story like this. So I love that they just continue to use this new medium to just like, put a pause on our main characters and you know we, we talked about every episode so far is open with a flashback this was the first one that didn't open with a flashback yeah. this one opens yeah. up with hey here's our main characters this is where they're going here's the rest of the episode which is a flashback right so like obviously still true to tone but um interesting there um when we first get bill and frank all i'm thinking about is like 
how close to the source material material are they going to take this? Like, are we going to see this relationship transpire? And are we going to see Frank get bit? Are we going to see him kill himself? Even up to like the last moment where, you know, where we realize that they're both taking their, their own lives. Like, I'm like, is Bill somehow going to survive this? And is this how, is, is this like, you know, he didn't, he didn't take enough or whatever, or something like that. And all of a sudden, you know, he, Frank passes and he doesn't. And then we do get the grumpy bill that we're used to from the game. But no, I'm t- surprised to see that they went in a comp- completely different direction. Um, when they first introduce th- th- these two characters to each other, my first thought was like, man, this is, this relationship is moving fast. Like this is like, wow, th- this is, um, th- this is almost a little uncomfortable how, how much tension there is here. And then you start to take a step back and realize, like, it's supposed to be that way because that's how Bill feels. Bill's never had experienced this. He's never had a relationship at all. He's never had anybody acknowledge his sexuality, right? Like, he's, we, we get that line that he's done this once and it was with a woman. So to see, you know, to have Frank come into his life and, you know, understand who he is and recognize that, like, man, the, the way they pulled off that uncomfortability was crazy, crazy stuff. You know what? It's kind of funny because I was obviously watching my wife and she has no idea, like she has no idea who this person is, where he, they fit in the story. And like, again, it's been a while since I played it. So I'm like foggy on a lot of like what happens, but I know this doesn't happen. You know what I mean? So we're watching it and there's like a palpable tension in the air. And it's almost that tension of like, is there something else going on? Is, is Frank going to kill Bill? Like my wife, when he was playing the piano, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like I'm waiting for the time where he just like, kills this guy and now he takes over his whole bunker but it goes the complete opposite direction and you kind of realize that hey the tension we felt wasn't because you know they wanted to kill each other it's simply something completely different a different kind of tension you know what i mean that that eventually breaks of the two that's what happens you know what i mean so yeah it's it's, kind of cool to see the perspectives it's one of those things when you were like just like in the beginning of the the series when we 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 see the whole story unfold through sarah everyone probably thinks that either this show is going to be about sarah or sarah is going to get bit something like that you you put yourself in those eyes of someone who doesn't know this story you're in for a huge huge surprise i was watching like a i never thought that um which is funny to to think about that perspective that for example, this show could have been about Sarah, like coming in blindly, you know, like that, that it never occurred to me. That's, I saw, that's unique. I saw a TikTok of someone that never watched the show, just like recording their reaction to it. And the, 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 the shot Joel and uh, Sarah. And then she's like, oh, you know, she sees that Sarah was shot. I was like, no, no shot to just kill his daughter 30 minutes into the show. Like I had no idea. Like you literally follow her the first entire 30 minutes. And then right. bam, you know, like it is crazy. It's crazy how they do that. So yeah, Tim, you were going to say something before I, I jumped in. That was it. You were going to say we're on the same tangent. So gotcha. Beautiful. Cool. Uh, let's rewind a little bit. We we hopped into the bill stuff, but uh, like I said, we start off with with Joel and Ellie. Um, we, we get a good conversation there. It's a it's a little different than the one we have in the game, but it's it's close in a lot of ways. Um, you know, Ellie kind of confronts Joel. They've had this awkward silence. She says, "Hey, listen," and he immediately interrupts her and said, "I don't want your apology." And she's like, "I wasn't gonna apologize." Like, first of all, shut up. You know, stop being so full of yourself. Yeah. I wasn't gonna apologize. She kind of like takes control of the situation, and she tells him, "You you made this choice." I didn't make this choice for you. Don't be mad at me for something I had no control over. And that's the first time that we see Joel kind of give a little bit. He just kind of shuts up and gives her this little nod like, you're right. 
this is not your fault. Uh, you know, this is this is not your thing. Um, so we start to see that, you know, the seeds of that relationship that we know is going to build and, you know, the, the backbone of the show here. Um, as they continue on towards Bill's place, we, 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 ha- we see uh, they, they stop for some loot, something that I think we were all wondering, like, if they were ever going to address the, is Joel ever going to get down and start searching through drawers and picking up <laughs> stuff? And they, they masterfully do it. He, he starts yep. just opening, opening up random drawers and she's like, you don't know where you put your stuff? It's been a while, kid. Shut up. Like, it, like <laughs> what a cool way to acknowledge the gameplay that we're all so familiar with. Yeah, the, it's. I love all that. I love what she finds. That's funny. Um, I think the conversation, to take it back a sec, uh, between Joel and Ellie, where they are starting to build the, that banter and that little bit of the crack in the armor, so to speak, where there's, oh, okay, there's going to be a relationship here, even though they don't want it. I love that. And uh, we got a little bit of playfulness. Of course, the perfect amount of snark in there. Um, I think we're starting to see those two, the actors specifically, build that rapport before our, our very eyes. Yeah. So there, there's some chemistry there, right? We're really starting to see Bella Ramsey come into her own as as, a, as an Ellie. Like, you know, she's not yeah, yeah. she's not Ashley Johnson. She's not trying to be. She is her own Ellie. And, like, man, she's doing a really cool job so far. And I yeah, think... I, I, I don't know if you guys talked about through the first two episodes. There's a lot of criticism out there, right? Social media of not liking fit. I disagree completely. And and maybe it's more of what John said, right? Maybe she's not she's not a better Ellie. She's not a uh but she's different, right? She's doing it in her own way. She's making her own path. And I honestly have no idea who Bella Ramsey was. I didn't know she is she Game of Thrones. Right? Yeah, she was Game of Thrones. That's, that's all right. I knew her from. I'm sure she's done other yeah, stuff. Yeah, and I, I'm sure she's done other stuff too. But I did watch Game of Thrones, right? So I knew nothing about her at all. But I really took a with an open mindset and i liked how they you know so far at least with the three episodes they're deviating from the game and more to what tim said uh, i have i have a complete fog i haven't played it since ps3 wow like <laughs> i i'm i'm i remember the basics right i know there's sarah died and you know all the, all the bill's husband well, I, I assumed was husband they said partner in, in the uh in, in the game you know i knew that the, the general key you know key concepts and what they were doing but it's just really cool to kind of see it from an open lens at the same time, you know, because it's been so long. Um, you know, I, I the looting thing was really cool, John. There's some TikToks too. I think it was like for like episode two, maybe one. Joel goes in his backpack. I think to him oh, do at the it, same it, time. Yes. And they were like, oh my god, they're following just like the game. They're going in their backpacks. Like, well, joking, obviously. No, that like it, I saw that TikTok too. It's, 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 intent, yeah. it's with intent, right? Right. It, yeah, keyed on that with camera lens on purpose. Right? For sure, it, like we we talked about it. I think it was episode one. Like it was the exact crouch position Joel gets into when you're crafting something in the backpack. Like it's not it's not a coincidence. So cool. no. And I love that they make it look so natural. Like if you didn't know, you would never think twice about it. For sure. Yes. And we we've got we've got some more imagery like that later on in the episode. We'll we'll talk to we'll talk about when we get there. So um, we the DiCaprio meme where he's like. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one thing I was going to say about Joel and Ellie in the woods. It's kind of in my mind, very interesting because we know, obviously playing the game, we kind of know there are two separate parts right now. You have Ellie, whose biggest fear is obviously being alone. She doesn't want to be alone. She wants to have someone with her. Like, that's how what she wants to be. And then you have the exact opposite in Joel, who doesn't want to get hurt. So he pushes every single person away and doesn't get close to anyone. And you kind of see that with Tess. And, like, you see that even more, like, at the end with the letter. And, like, there's just a lot of that, I feel like. Um, so it's kind of cool to see them you know, butting heads trying to see who's going to give first. Yeah, so, for sure. Which I loved. So, so Power trip for sure. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they they continue on to to Bill's place here, and I, I do like the conversation they have while they're on the path. Uh, Joel kind of just come out and he tells us what happened. Like we get more, we get yeah. the most context we ever get about the outbreak, and they confirm some of the stuff that we've you know we've seen going around on social media and some of the breadcrumbs that they dropped that like you know this got infected in the food supply. It must have been flour or rice. They say pancake mix. Joel even mentions, and yep. uh, by you know by Friday, every it was on everybody's shelves, and by you know Monday morning, the world was gone. So interesting way to just tell us that in dialogue that in a video game that doesn't really work. That just seems like ex- exposition that, you know, is unnecessary or forced. And in a show, you got to fill time and you got to, you know, you got to get the point across. So I think they did a, a really good job there. It wasn't done as bad as... Uh, okay. So it wasn't done as bad as when uh, in Han Solo when he says, yeah, Han... <laughs> The last name Solo. It wasn't done that bad where you got to make it completely obvious. But Yeah, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't as good as you know, somehow Palpatine has returned, but it certainly, yeah. wasn't, it certainly wasn't as bad as uh, Han Solo. Whoa, so, this is not a Star Wars bashing show. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just uh, giving a scale. It wasn't this is as a Mando advertisement either. in the middle of our show. <laughs> Listen, I, I, again, I haven't played the, uh, the game in so long, but I feel like and I know for a fact back then I didn't really key in on every piece of the story and how beautiful it really was. Right. And I, you know, looking back, I probably do, but I, this is make like when I'm done watching these first time an episode or, you know, the season's worth of episodes, I'm going back in. I'm truly appreciating that game more than I ever did. I know it because I was just so, you know, I think John, you and I talked about, we love this part of the game, right? Just being able to kind of get by, you don't have to fight people. If you have to, that's kind of what I focus on gameplay and fighting and combat and all that. I, I, this is making me just want to play it so bad. I'm, I'm waiting because I want to get through the 10 episodes and go back, but, you know, it's just so cool. It's no coincidence uh, the game releases on Steam on, like, March 3rd, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. No, for sure. For sure. Really, that was planned. I do like that they, like you said, they explained really... They gave us the answer finally. Like, this is what happened. There's no guessing, at least. Um, this doesn't necessarily translate to the video game story, but... Like you said, John, this is more than we got there. This set the record straight. So I, f- I felt like that was a really, I mean, hey, we're, you're playing the game and you're walking through with Ellie and there's a, sometimes there's a lot of time between destinations, between enemies. That's exactly what that was. So that was that while filling time and also meaningful time because it was explaining something, which was kind of a, you know, a lot of people had theorized for a long time on how the pandemic actually spread and what actually happened. Um, so, and then two, like for what it's worth, not that we want to compare it, but like with our, the real world pandemic we went through on a different scale, everything they talk about feels so much more scary or, or real at this, this time in the world where they're telling this story. So I think kudos to them for, for making everyone kind of feel the, the gravity of the situation and making the last of us on HBO that much more impactful. Right, 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 right. Um, oh, I had something I was going to do. Okay, so yeah, uh, we're moving on here. The the transition to the flashback is is really really well done. So it's it's a it's another conversation with Joel and Ellie. Uh, that, you know, Joel's like, hey, we don't want to walk that way. There's something up there I don't want you to see. Which we're we're getting some some father vibes here. Joel's starting to feel a little protective. Doesn't want this little girl to see something, right? And Ellie, being Ellie, is like, oh, dude, screw you. Now you said that I have to go see. So she runs up there. What does she find? A pile of dead bodies. And you know, the the conversation they have there is that. The, the government would tell you that you were going to a quarantine zone and they meant that, but if they got there and there was no room, they would just unload you on the side of the road and, and there you go. That's that's where you're going to die. 
So you get some harsh reality of humanity in the situation, and then that's where we get our flashback. We we zero in on a blouse or a blanket, I forget what it is, and boom, all of a sudden we're back to that person uh, 30, 20 years later, and we're about to be told the story of Bill here. Um, Bill and Frank's first introduction, when, when Bill tra- uh, traps Frank in the hole there, the line that absolutely killed me was when, when he's like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to feed you because you're going to bring your buddies back and everyone's going to want a free lunch. This isn't an Arby's. And Frank goes, Arby's was a restaurant. They didn't offer free lunch. <laughs> just, I, I, yeah. just perfect cut the tension moment and just sets up what a perfect character I know that Murray Bartlett is about to portray with, with Bill here or with Frank. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was it was really well done. That yeah. was one of my favorite moments of the episode for sure. Um even just before that, like seeing some of the how uh, how Bill set up all the traps, like that uh, that was the, fun. The tripwire was great with yeah. the infected. I was like, "Oh my gosh," and him just getting such enjoyment out of that was was He's really awesome. Kind of the scene by scene. I love how they yeah. took a bit of a, a whimsical approach to that. It's like this guy's, you know, he's setting up this this fortress and all of a sudden these tripwires are going off and he's just in his element living his best life. It kind of speaking like to the video game and just, you know, like speaking as a kid, right? We always I, I, at least me like joking with friends or family. If the world ever goes to shit and and it's a zombie apocalypse, everything Bill did is what I'm doing, right? Like I always told myself like that's exactly how I'm gonna build my fortress. Like I'm gonna have a bunker. I'm gonna have like the fence around the town. Like it's just crazy how they they kind of spoke to that and they they really you know builds a little bit of a you know uh, he's a doom prepper. He's a survivalist. He's a survivalist. There you go. Yeah, he's a survivalist. Come on. Yeah, but just to see that and like Joseph, just to see that step by step approach to prepping himself for that, get, turning on the natural gas, like all the little stuff. Right. And you know what I was really scared of with with this series. And I, I didn't think HBO would be scared to do it, but we all know Falcon and the Winter Soldier had a pandemic kind of plot line planned, right? But obviously with the COVID pandemic kind of swayed away. I was scared they'd try to limit what how things were operated in this. They're going further. Right? Well, they're, they're, they're leaning into it. Conspiracies and, and all this other stuff with it, which is so awesome to see. And I'm glad they weren't scared to do it because not that I think a zombie apocalypse can happen, but... The, the realism is, is the pandemic could happen and don't change it up, right? So, right. I, I think you have to, Jay. I think uh, that's a good point, but I, I think you have to lean into that. That it's so prominent in this story, right? Where maybe, for example, with Winter Soldier or Falcon and the Soldier, it was not. Um, that was t- early twenty twenty one, so that that's kind of a sensitive time. It was. Know, it was supposed to be speaking. basically pre pandemic. All that stuff was filmed pre pandemic. Yeah. So like. That that was a tough pivot, but you could remove it also and not have it be so like you don't know that it's gone necessarily. But this, it's like right. oh my gosh, you have to. This but, is no choice, right? Um, yeah, I love him going to Home Depot. That's great. Oh, just he's having a good time, and I was like, I identify with that. He's just going. To, he goes to the liquor store. That's all those places. Yeah, sign yep, me up. Or even sure. just how he cooks himself amazing meals. Yeah, really awesome. Yeah, beautiful. Um. So back to the the first introduction introduction with Bill and Frank. There's just so much good stuff here. Um, when he when he's got when he's got him in the hole, and Bill asks him, "Hey, do you ha- do you are, do you have a weapon on you?" And there's just awkward silence for like five yeah. seconds. And he goes, "No." It's like, why did you take so long to answer that? He's like, "I thought about lying, but then I couldn't figure out a reason why." <laughs> like they just they set the tone so well for the the relationship that these characters yeah. are about to build, and then right after that you get into the tension and you know some of the stuff that uh, Tim talked about in the house where it's like is this dude about to ice Bill in his own home and steal his piano? Like what's going on here? 
Yeah. Um, speaking of piano, we got a we got a thread here. the The title of the episode is called "Long, Long Time." And when Frank takes over the piano, he he plays a song "Long, Long Time" by Linda Ronstadt. Plays it terribly, and and Bill just can't can't take that. Obviously, there's some kind of connection there. We assume maybe with his mother. So he hops in, he sings a song, and that song, much like, um, much like. Future Days and The Last of Us Part 2, that song is now the narrative thread for this entire episode, just like Future Days is the narrative thread through that entire game. So I, I love the use of music in The Last of Us. I love how they continue to evolve that and find these songs that just mean a lot to these characters and give us reasons for that. That's a great point, John. I, I love that too. It's so creative to me. It's it's artistic. It's like I associate certain songs like um, Take Me On, for example. and how I associate 100%. that to The Last of Us, I it, it's different how I associate the awesome mix songs to the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Right, I, I appreciate them. I identify those as, as a package deal, but those are kind of fun and whimsical, and this happens that it's serious and it's emotional. So, like, that's... I don't know. I thought that was almost like a 180 perspective, but all the same, you're still connecting the music to, to the visual, which is awesome. Yeah, it's it's great stuff. I love that narrative beat there. Um, so Bill and Frank are introduced. They they form this relationship, and we get a uh, a flash forward. I don't know how many years, maybe two years, four years, something like that. Um, Frank was three. three years. I'm not I'm not I'm not sure I'm going right there. I think I might be going to the next flash for, flash forward that mm-hmm. happens. Um, Frank starts talking about, hey, I want to I want to invite people here. I want to fix this place up. I want to show. I want to express my love. You know, by by fixing this place up which i thought was a really cool argument that two people like this would have someone who cares about aesthetics or someone like bill who just doesn't doesn't understand why you give a shit about that stuff it just needs to be functional right but to see the the dynamics of that relationship work out and to see bill give you know he gives in and lets frank you know do what he wants there uh but the coolest part about that whole sequence is the you know the friends that he's been entertaining the the lady the nice lady he met on the radio happens to be tess so we see Joel and Tess come by for lunch, and obviously they're there. They're talking. They're talking shop. They want to establish a relationship and help them. You know, scratch your back, I scratch yours, and establish this apocalyptic relationship of goods. But to see Joel and Tess sit down, first of all, so good to see Tess back. I didn't expect to have that kind yeah. of emotional reaction. I keep forgetting the actress's name. She's so incredible. Um, you have it, Joe. Yes, uh, Anna Torv. Anna Torv. Um, Anna Torv. Yes, I, I could not agree more, John. And to see her, because this is earlier, right? So she looks a little more... She looks awesome. Uh, they both, everyone looks more clean. This is like 15 together. years earlier. Yeah, this is... Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it was nice to see them kind of sit down, look healthy, and have a, a nice meal together in that aesthetic, which it's so funny that it's in the middle of this horrible, horrible pandemic, but it just was so pleasant at the same time. Yeah, That was one of my favorite parts is when he tells tells uh, bill is like yeah I, i've been talking to this slice lady on the radio and they're gonna come over for whatever he says and bill's like you did what yeah he's got the gun on the table and he's like doesn't know what to do with it <laughs> the whole time it's so funny to me it's so good and he's like oh i, I understand i'm like oh you're a psychopath whatever he says like about bill i was like okay this is awesome get the gun out of my face <laughs> yeah love it yeah so like i mentioned earlier this is this is obviously a one-off episode this is something that it doesn't add a ton to the actual substance of the plot of this but we are seeing a little bit of like wait why does joel know this random guy who lives in a little bit right. of a suburb here so we do get the introduction which we didn't get in the game we just know that you know joel knows this guy named bill in a town and he owes him a favor that's that's the entire narrative thread in the game like bill owes me a favor and when you get to bill he's like i owe you what it's like it's not that it's not worth that much man um yeah so we move on 
some of the stuff I wanted to talk about was more of the Joel and Ellie stuff again, just because they, they I think they did a really good job giving us more of that gameplay stuff. So we talked a little bit about the uh, the looting, um, but the one the one comment Joel makes when they're talking about guns and ammo and stuff like that. Um, I had the quote here. Where'd it go? Uh, oh no, I lost it. It's the one where he puts the gun in the the case. Oh yeah, so he basically just makes like an offhand comment about like sometimes you miss your shots. You're not gonna hit them all. You you know you oh, need yeah, yeah. right. And then they're they're in the they're in the bunker there and they're organizing guns. And she's like, "Why are you leaving that behind? It's perfectly good." She's like, "I don't have any ammo for it. I'm not gonna carry it with me." So like you know more more on the nose stuff about you know the gameplay and things that we we're used to. Just grow anywhere or something like that. He says right, right. exactly. <laughs> Um, another big thing, like this is, this is and Joel and Ellie, but I love to see the outfit change. I love how they're oh, yeah. right. So they're, they're obviously taking so many liberties with this story. They're, they're changing things where it makes sense, but they're staying so true to the, the details of like the authenticity of these characters, even down to the outfits. So this, the same outfit you discover Ellie in is the same one she's wearing in the show. Same one she changes into is the, literally the same shirt. When they pull down that box of clothes that says women's clothes on it, I'm like, oh, this shirt's going to be in there, isn't it? And sure as shit, the shirt's there. It's the same color truck that they're going to be in when they head towards Pittsburgh. So all, all of those little details. Um, again, I just love how they give us more of that. Like, yes, you play the game. Here are the things that are going to be a payoff for you. Um, so like let's... The idea too. John, that they like little things like they that also helps with the banter in their relationship. Like they they each take a shower. And she's kind of like you need to take a shower. Yeah, like yeah. all of that is is great. Right, yep. really good stuff. Yeah. Um, so we've we've covered a lot. Let's let's talk about let's talk about the climax. Let's talk about how this this whole story ends for 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 Frank and Bill here. So we get another flash forward, and and uh, Frank has developed some kind of some kind of disease. I don't know if it's. ALS, I don't know if it's MS, but obviously some kind of muscular disease where he's having trouble standing, having trouble painting, having trouble enjoying life. Bill is doing a good job taking care of them, but their life has changed very much. And we get to a a point in the story where Frank gets himself out of bed in the middle of the night and he says, don't worry, I don't want to go down for a nap because this is the this is my last day. And that that hits you like a ton of bricks, man, because, you know, obviously right away, like what's going on, you know, that he very much means it. He'd obviously been thinking about this for a very long time. And you don't say something like that very lightly. And man, just to see that performance, Nick Offerman just absolutely break down on the couch like that. And and to see that reaction like that's where I'm like, this is not going to be good. This is going to really hurt. They're They're going to pull. They're going to pull this off so well, aren't they? And sure as shit, they do. They they live their last day together. Frank says, "Just you have to say yes. Love me the way I want you to love me. We have to, you know, this is it. This is my time. Just give me one last day." And once he says that, "Give me one last day," I'm like, "Dude, you're gonna put us through this. You're gonna you're gonna show us this last day. We're gonna sit there with these people. We're gonna watch it all the way through." And they do it, and it's gorgeous, and it's beautiful, and it is one of the. It's just it's it's full circle. One of the best love stories I've ever I've ever seen. On, on on any medium, you know, whether it be video games where this is based off of, or a TV show or a movie, like they just do such an incredible job de- detailing this relationship and, and bringing it to a close. And the way it closes is, oh, Joe, do you have something? Nope, keep oh. going. Uh, the way Sorry. it closes, no, you're good. Uh, Frank asks uh, Bill to crush up some pills, put it in his wine, bring me to bed, and let me fall asleep in your arms. Little does Frank know that Bill did the same thing, crushed up the same pills, put them in his wine, and said. I wasn't going to ask you because I knew you wouldn't let me, but this is this is it for me too. I, I I've got nothing worth living for after you. You've you've given I'm me satisfied. You are my purpose, which is like, oh, dude, 
you've yeah. given me a purpose. You were my purpose. Like he would have just begrudgingly lived this life. And you know, who, who knows how long he would have lived without, without Frank, without an actual reason to live, but he had what purpose. Me, what made me so emotional during it was the, the ending where he did the wine, he did it. And like, I was watching like some videos on TikTok today and it's like, the side by side comparison it's of the frame by frame. It's frame that. by frame. And like frame by frame. And like I knew that watching it. Like I'm not you know you would know when you're watching it. And I just was getting so emotional, like Yeah. And you know, I mean, he's not gonna just let it play out like that where he just takes him to bed and watches him die. I mean I, I was on I didn't know. I me either. I didn't know. I, oh, I, I had, was I had a feeling fence. like he wasn't gonna let it because that's how I would feel like if I was in his per- position, like why would I want you like what am I supposed to do when you're gone? So I was like, there's gotta be something where he's gonna do it too. And then yeah. he's like, he's like, you put him in the bottle, right? And he's like, enough to kill a horse. And I didn't like, get there. I, I was, I was of the mind for some reason that only Frank was going to go. It just didn't occur to me. I was like, nope, that's, that's how it's going to be. And cause in my head, we were going to get bill a little bit more of what we got in the, the last of us video game story. Right. Right. So, uh, I see, I see your point, Tim. Just, it's funny like that. I just didn't get there. I was like, oh yeah. Okay. So this is a, a, a great long deviation of of a story but then we're gonna get a little bit of time with bill and and joel and whatever that looks like that almost ties into the game more but no they they decided to put a, a stamp on it right there right which was it should, that's how really it should cool, have it, it had to yeah and what's really cool though is we still kind of got that right through the letter yeah you know, and the purpose was served. Use the resource that everything that they got out of Bill, they still got right. Right, exactly. With a better story behind it, so like they changed it, but it was still in some semblance the same. You know? For sure, the only thing that's different is that Bill's no longer alive, right? right. And for all we know, that this in the video game, the second Joel and Ellie walked away, Bill could have gotten shot in the head by somebody. Like who knows, right? Like we never. Fair to say that that's a character they're probably not, you know, planning on revisiting in the Last of Us Part Three. Yeah, right. Fair. Right. I mean, it's honestly, it was just such a, 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 like a beautiful love story, a beautiful story of like a guy that clearly he was one of those like guys, the biggest, the one that would take the least risks ever. Right. And he took, he took the biggest risk into loving someone he never story built into one of the greatest love stories we'd see on TV and that we never expect. Right. None of us expected to see that love story ever come onto the TV screen because of our experiences within the game. And end up being that and more and, and still providing what our main characters needed. It, it gave everything and more, right? Like it just yeah. expanded and it's continuing to expand a story. I mean, even to like episodes, you know, one and two, uh, changing to a hive mind rather than like pollen. Spores, uh, right? Spores, right? Um, you know, they're, they're finding ways to really expand the story and make it better. Like, I, I don't want to say, right? And, and we got to wait for episodes and john you may be right that this could be the peak not in a bad way but this could be the peak of this series right i hope it's not and i if it's not and it gets better we the argument is there that it's better than a game yeah and right john's argument you know when is the hbo's game coming up like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know it's just beautiful it really it really was it's the strawberry scene got me too we the didn't sh- talk about that at all but the oh, strawberries were the so- strawberries and he's like you know i wasn't afraid until you know I met you. And that's like a good indication of like, you know, you build, build up these. Cause that's what, what I took from a lot of this is again, I talked about how the, after the episode is over, I had like a lot of like thinking like inner, inner thoughts or whatever you want to yeah, call a lot, them. A lot of reflecting. Thing. Yeah. And like, that's really what the, sto- the story is about. It's about like how bill 
you know, thought he had everything figured out. He thought he, you know, was happy. He thought he was content being a survivalist and everything that he was doing. And then once he met Frank, it was like, you know, the world had meeting and he was, you know, his first time in his life scared for another person and didn't want him to die. Didn't want to die because of that person. And just like so much more to it. That you see build up through the whole thing. It's, it's it going to be once, once we see the climax of what happens with Joel and Ellie, it's going to be a great mirror for for what a relationship can can offer you right, right. so i mean th- this was a good example of like what love can give you so it, it, it's it's all the risk in the world it's the most dangerous thing in the world to expose yourself into love like that um but that that was bill's reason for living he wasn't afraid right. he would have been fine dying any day but instead frank walks into his life and now he has a reason to, li- to live for these extra 20 years right um joel and ellie we're going to get a very different a very different take on what love can do and the you know then what love drives and the decision decisions that make you makes you make and the impact it has on you so i'm very excited to have that conversation i don't want to spoil anything for people who haven't seen who haven't yeah. played the game but we're going to get a very different take on you know on, on what love can can do to you that the game seems, oh sorry joe go ahead the strawberry moment is what i almost broke in for like five minutes ago but i, I don't want to ruin that kind of train of thought that um the garden there and they eat the strawberries that that's probably my favorite moment actually um of the episode because it kind of showed that life can still exist um in in a way and there can be rebirth and all these there's all these beautiful symbols and bits of symbolism and the way they eat the strawberries and just kind of giggle like a, a bunch of boys i thought was pretty funny and Amazing. so like it's like they they really nailed that uh, like a bunch of goofballs there because they were just giddy that they were able to grow some good tasting strawberries in in all of what's going on in the world and what had been transpiring for years on end. So that that moment to me was maybe my my favorite aside from some of the comedy when they first meet. For sure. Even there, they put the comedy in like the comment of. Oh, how do you, I traded a gun for some seeds. He's Which like, gun? You got traded one of my gun. Oh, it was a small one. Don't worry. Like, just like the comedy aspect where you still get Bill. It's the relationship. Then it's in, like this heartfelt moment. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. it's just so well done. Yeah, their their relationship is excellent. Yeah, it's the symbolism of, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, the, I mean, the world is ended, essentially, right? The, the least vulnerable man became vulnerable and opened himself up to a new life with someone that, like the man, like for me, what really touches me, there's, there's people in the world that, that don't want to open up and aren't vulnerable to the world, like Bill. But love can still change that. And we're going to see that same thing happen to Joel, right? I expect that in this series when it comes to Ellie. Uh, and again, not to spoil the game, but we're going to see that that love truly always wins, right? And, and it doesn't have to be love for better or worse. For better or worse. For better or worse. Right. And depending. But, you know, it's, it's you know, that that's beautiful in many ways and i think they're going to do it differently with joe and ellie obviously and not in a non-partner sense obviously but just in general just seeing how those love stories in a way can still survive in the middle of something like this it's it's just crazy to see it uh differently for one and, and just see it continue from the game i don't i don't think you see a deviation on the on the story with joe and ellie i, I don't think they change yeah. the way that, that I don't think so what, what i mean is I, I just think we're going to see a different love story for them than obviously Bill and Frank. Oh, right? okay. Yes, 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 yes. love story is going to be truly built. I, Maybe the same as the game. There's no reason to deviate from right. that. Um, but it, it's just to be able to do that in something like this, right? It, it's just crazy to see. For sure. 
Um, so that that's the end of Bill. That's the end of Frank. Uh, right after that, Joel and Ellie they arrive at the uh, the homestead. There they, they they get in. Joel obviously knows something is up right away because Bill's not at the gate. There's nobody at the walkie. Like this isn't this isn't very Bill. Like something something's gone wrong here. Uh, so they get there and Ellie discovers the note, and that note is that note that note's heavy, man. Obviously, it's written uh, it's written from Bill about the impact that Frank had on him. And he he lowers his guard a little bit and says, Joel, I I don't necessarily like you, but for some reason you and I we have a lot in common. We seem to get along. Like you know, we we've made this we've made this relationship work. And I know everything I just did here with Frank, and you know the fulfillment I've had with Frank is is what you need to do with Tess. So make sure you protect her. Use everything here to protect Tess. And boy, does that does that hit, man? I mean, after after obviously knowing what we know, the way episode two ended, and and having Tess obviously no longer be there, but all of those words ring true, and they they resonate with Joel obviously because he knows he has another purpose and he has something right in front of him to apply all of that to, and that's that's going to be Ellie. Second, when Ellie was reading that, I'm I'm thinking, okay, maybe Joel and and uh, and uh, Bill spoke on the walkie before, like off screen, right? And and the letter was about Ellie because I totally forgot about Tess for a second, and then it says Tess, but then you just see, just like you said, John. Everything that's said, just put Ellie's name there instead, right? That's your new purpose. You have a reason to live. You're going to fall in love with this girl as a, da- as a daughter like Sarah, and that's your new purpose. It's like what we know is going to happen. In- it's kind of like a foreshadow for people that haven't played the game, right? Third time's the charm, Joel. Third time's the charm. Don't I, It is. It is. I think one of my favorite parts is uh, the music, because I didn't ever realize that till shortly after, as they're playing the 80s radio, which, you know, that's the hidden code. So at the beginning of the first episode or at the end of the first episode ellie's like trying to decode the radio and it's playing 80s music and it means danger or whatever it just they decide um and to find out that he just had the 80s music playing the whole time so it couldn't have been that long after that so right when they were leaving is when this all kind of transpired so right exactly yeah we're talking the same timeline yeah that it was good i'm glad you brought that up because it was cool to see them kind of establish that little Mm -hmm. code like it was almost like a throwaway line it's like we should establish a little code 80s means trouble or whatever and yeah to to have that playing on loop so obviously Mm -hmm. joel and tess would come check it out and see what they find is is a cool way to connect that did um one one cool thing I, i think we didn't talk about uh the the shootout uh, from oh the yes, 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 uh, yes. So, it visually that was really good looking. Like they, we, John, you said it last episode of this. They get the lighting aspect right. Whether it was the flame that is flying by, or even the rain, all of it is so well done. Or the flashlight that kind of goes by the window. I thought all of that cinematically was just astounding. And then, did you, did anyone ever have any doubt? whether or not bill was going to make it there because yeah i mean i didn't yeah. just because i know where the story's going and i'm like i'm like you can't deviate that much but i could totally see why somebody who ha- doesn't know the story would because they did set that up a little like this seems pretty permanent like bill is like t- talking like he's on his way out here and they don't seem to be giving any outs about this but then all of a sudden it's just kind of you know he wakes when up I, and everything's good and then frank's the one who's in the wheelchair the wi- when i saw the person in the wheelchair i thought first thought it was bill. So, so did courtney yeah courtney, courtney did as well oh. Yeah, I thought that it was an interesting contrast there and kind of a bait and switch too, um, whether you had played the game or not. Uh, just one more little bit of tension where you don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, but Rashawn, we, we, lo- we love you too. Can we talk about the fact that uh, Bill spent all this money and time fortifying his entire 
area and then walks out in the middle of the street with a gun and just stands there and fires at these guys. Hey, man, it's a video game. They're going to miss. <laughs> he can take a couple shots. That's so funny to me. He's like in the middle of <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. He did not get the duck mechanics sound very no, well there. No, no but he, he did get the uh, the Nathan Drake luck meter. Yeah. Where just nobody's, nobody's yeah. hitting him. You're just running around. You're good to go, man. Yes, he did. <laughs> love that. Love that. John, any any other notes? Any anyone else? I, th- I think we we've gotten to the end here, boys. I think that's uh man, what a what an emotional episode! What a cool deviation from the story. Something that was just like absolutely additive to this story that we are all so familiar with, and so you know, in awe of. Um, if they keep adding stuff like this, and they give us uh, another version of Left Behind, that makes me emotional. And man, Sam and Henry that I wasn't I was I totally forgot about until we we brought it up. Yeah, yeah. This series is going to continue oh, to keep delivering. Do they, uh... Ellie took the took a gun and put it in her bag. I don't know if that happened. She did. I don't think it does, yeah. does it? So no, I don't think so either. So that might be a little deviation of maybe we see her use that a little sooner. I mean, you see her st- again. We didn't talk about her just you know stabbing the clicker, top, yeah, stabbing the clicker right in the head, like yeah, you know. Right. I right. jumped during that when the that clicker moved its head a little. Yeah, it was it was way. it was tense, very tense moment. I I jumped embarrassingly like a lot. It was like whoa. It was I, not a little one. I am mad that she didn't steal the uh, the adult magazine and open it in the truck and throw it. I love that. Yeah. I love that moment in the game. I love that little like you know her messing with Joel. Like what is this? Like you know the the, <laughs> the, the silliness. And then she's like, why are the pages so sticky? And she's like, I'm just fucking with you. And she chucks it out the window. <laughs> like, I love it so much. I wish we would have got that, but you know, there's only so much time. For sure, I think they wanted to probably keep the emotional undertones flying on on this one. Um. Closing thoughts, John. You kind of gave us your your thoughts there, Tim. Any anything that we missed here? No, I just think I'm excited for more. I feel like I say that every week. So, first time I've been excited for a show in a long time. Where it's like, again, appointment viewing since Obi Wan. It's my first time since then. Or I'm like, all right, I'm sitting down here like nine fifteen. Like, all right, gotta make sure my wife's not gonna fall asleep in bed again so I can watch it tonight. So. I really thought with the way this was hyped and what we knew about from friends who had reviewed this and seen this before it was out, I really thought this was going to be left behind. I was like, no, that that's where we're going, right? We're talking about emotions and, and how high the impact is. So uh, to know that that is still ahead, plus the, the Henry and Sam stuff, plus the climax of the actual mainline story. Keep those Kleenex handy. JT, uh, final thoughts? Anything we missed on on this episode? No, I, I mean we think we got it pretty good. I'm I'm nervous. <laughs> I really am. Yeah, I'm excited, and I I it's just so exciting to have that show to watch every Sunday night. I haven't had a show that like I usually just wait on Hulu and watch it or something, right? Like it's just cool to have that set time that the wife and I can sit down and watch it, enjoy it. It's the best. Like there's no there's no yeah. argument anymore between the binge model and the and the appointment viewing model. Like yeah, sure there's some shows that it works for, but man, this weekly right. this weekly water cooler moment, like HBO understands that. And they 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 right. they crush it. They they have the right kind of directors to cater towards that, to give you the the highs and lows at the beginning of the episodes, the, the you know, the cliffhangers, like oh man, they, they know what they're doing. I just want to I just want to go to sleep and wake up on Sunday at 9 p.m. <laughs> seriously, seriously. I would say that I enjoy most of my week, but I, I have nothing else to look forward to. It's all I want right now. John found his purpose and it's HBO's The Last yeah. of Us. I found my purpose. So guys, yeah, I, I wake up on Sundays and especially I mean, this past Sunday was was weird, right? Because like 
I was excited for thinking about the the Last of Us, and even though that was really far away, um, no no football, really, well, no Bills, I should say. So like that was uh, that was a weird one to have to not have anything to hold me over until we got to to nine nine fifteen there. So yeah, Tank, you're right, Buffalo Sabers, damn straight. That is something to look forward to. That's a good point. But it's the All-Star break, so it's a good time. I can just I got one more game left, and I can go to sleep and wake up on Sunday. Yep. That is very true. All right. Well, folks, thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of our review of HBO's The Last of Us. We'll look forward to another episode next week when we talk about episode four. So for John, for JT, and Tim, I'm Josiah. We'll catch you then. Have a good rest of your week. Bye-bye. Peace.